Radio for uh, allowing us an opportunity to step in here on this anniversary of uh, 9-11 and saying yes to, well, the power of yes and making the shift from fear to love. Hello, uh, my name is Albert, and uh, I'm here with uh, Mata. As usual, Mata, um, today is uh, another great day where... Uh, we help others with their own search and transformation, and perhaps uh, you know we could uh, share a little mystic's point of view uh, on the events of uh, 9/11, and and perhaps give it a, a spiritual context of sorts. Uh, I'm sure you're with me on that. Well, um, definitely would would love to to share some. Um insights and i'm sure that uh, everybody's been hearing a lot of um you know um positive uh, a lot of uh, suggestions and uh, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of encouragement and inspiration basically what i would like to say of course you know this is the time where we are as humanity at a time of great transition and transformation and uh, many events are occurring um, around the world and each one carries with it uh, very deep lessons that we as humanity need to learn and what's important is for us to really look at the lessons and see how we can take the opportunity to evolve from whatever's happening around us. And, um, you know, in my view, everybody who gave their life um, in the in the 9-11, I call them heroes because heroes are people who who model us, who who shake us up, who show show us uh, a new way. And somewhere, nothing in existence is accidental. Everything happens as it's supposed to happen, even though our mind cannot comprehend it. We live in a holographic reality that uh, that. Scientists now are saying that nothing really is um, separate and there's a hologram within a hologram within the hologram. That's why we cannot really make any judgment uh, or think that we know. Mystics say the moment they realize that they don't know is when you start coming closer to, to knowing. And one thing to say about the great great opportunity that we'll have and and we're hearing a lot about love and how important it is for us to be more loving and be in our heart what i would like to say is that instead of by nature we are love mm-hmm. so our nature is already love we don't have to do anything to 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 um, be in that energy field of love. The only thing we need to do really is to see what prevents us, what blocks us from being and living in our nature. Because if we try to substitute something negative for something positive, there is a lot of effort and we obviously are misconceived in a way thinking that we need to do something in order to be more loving and more caring. 
The thing is that we are already a loving and caring species. All we need to do is to see where we have forgotten this, how we have forgotten this, and what uh, what kind of conditionings that we've learned through through um, the status quo and through through people who really are very insecure and like to to keep the power over the masses what what is going on here who you know who is the real terrorist because within each person there is a terrorist the, the main the, the 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 biggest terrorist that we have uh, within within ourselves and everywhere around us is our fear Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, this is this is the real work. The real work is to see what what are those fears? Why are we afraid? Because we're only manipulated and controlled because somebody knows that if you're afraid of survival, this is how we're going to manipulate you. This is how we're going to control you. Right, right. We um, for those of you who do not know. Uh, um, on Healing into Consciousness Radio, Mata and I are doing an eight-part ser- eight-part series on uh, the greatest mystic of uh, modern times. And he once said, and I'm sort of paraphrasing here, Mata, that uh, if soldiers and terrorists and all the arms merchants of destruction would start to meditate, then those soldiers, those terrorists, those merchants would become mystics. And if you can imagine people becoming so calm and quiet where they throw away their weapons and simply refuse to kill, um, it would be... Well, I'm channeling John Lennon now. It, it would be, a, imagine a different world, uh, a world of, of peace and love and understanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, um, I personally take, take myself back to 10 years, and it was a beautiful day like it is today here on the Pacific Northwest, uh, sunny and uh, relatively warm. And I remember getting a frantic phone call from my girlfriend who woke me up because I, uh, I was sleeping late because I had worked the previous day as a, as a tour guide here in Vancouver, B.C., and she said, hey, turn on the radio or turn on the TV. There's something crazy, really bad going on in New York. And... Even in that moment, I refused to 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 go to the images because I, I just knew that uh, I would not be in the right place. And I was having my own spiritual experience of that day in the sense that it really brought me close, very close to my heart when I thought of some of the victims who were on the very top of the Twin Towers and... It was like all of a sudden a normal day for them had turned into their last day and where an hour turned into minutes and then that minute turned into seconds and then the seconds into uh, eternity. And I, I thought of, of people who in a very profound and, and markedly quick way have to come to the realization of what we as human beings all have to come to, and that is the moment of our death. And in that moment, and in those moments, we become very, very spiritual. And I was wondering what your thoughts uh, would be, on, at least from a mystical point of view, on, on facing uh, one's death, because I know... On the spiritual path, that is a very, very important thing to do, is it not? Well, that's precisely what I was uh, trying to say, is that events like this suddenly wake us up. And we as humanity have been sleeping for a very, very long time. 
And the fear of death is, of course, the culmination of all the fears. On top of all the fears, it's the fear of death and fear of survival. And because of that fear is how we forget um, that we're already living um, we're already who we're searching for. We're already um, are what we're trying to become. So if we can just take those opportunities and instead of saying, um, you know, bringing our judgments into situations, come into, into the realization, into more the wisdom to understand and appreciate and feel grateful for um, for for whatever events are happening, and feel grateful for uh, all these, you know, he, people, the heroes, the the, you know, that that are um, they have been there at that time, uh, somewhere they, their soul must have chosen it at some time or other uh, to to actually. Be be that that vehicle that can help to wake others, and if we can see that, and if we can understand and appreciate and feel grateful, of course we come into our hearts and we understand that in a way everything in existence, even though we might judge it as good or bad, everything is there for the purpose of evolution, and. If we can evolve to a new species, and this is the opportunity we have with all these events that are going on everywhere around us, we have an opportunity to to evolve from from a Homo sapiens to a Novo sapiens. In other words, we can really become the new humanity, the new man and the woman that can actually start living from the true nature that we are, which is, which is love. Because if we are in our nature, if we are in, in love, in, if we are in, you know, we're not in our judgments and blaming, then we don't separate. We don't think ourselves as separate. We don't think others as separate. And uh, the emotions that we need to work with is our jealousies, is our competitiveness, it's, it's um, um, as I said, the fear of survival. Those are the emotions that really where we need to do the work. Mm-hmm. We need to understand why are we feeling jealous? Why are we feeling competitive? Why we put other people down? Why uh, why can't we see and accept that everybody has their own gifts? And and ultimately the answer comes back to you need to look inside to find the answers to those things. You need to look inside to see and find your own gifts and start living them because you feel jealous because you're not living your own gifts. You feel envious of others because you're not really living your own full potential. And you you see somebody celebrating and enjoying their life, and of course you don't like that because you haven't been able to to come to that celebration yourself. And those are the things that we really, really need to work with. This is what we need to, you know, um, take the courage to look into our unconscious, take the courage to look into our darkness, and and with that take responsibility for our own healing and transformation. And imagine if every person did this, then would we have any um, conflict? Would we have any wars? We wouldn't because all the conflict and wars come based on people believing that they're the, they're, they are the ego identity. Uh, it comes from people not really understanding 
their eternal being, not understanding that there is no death, really. The body comes and goes, but your consciousness, your presence is eternal. What's the irony here is I, I hear you say that um, life might give us, well, life by definition gives us opportunities to look inside, to really have a, a chance to ask that question, who we really are. And what I'm hearing you say, Mata, which is kind of funny because I'm thinking back historically, you're saying that whatever you're looking for is inside of you. You are the God. You are God, but you just don't know it. Now, if you say this to some, that's blasphemy. Some would, would say that that's enough for you to die, Mata, and, and, and kill for. I think that's just a tremendous irony. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's precisely what uh, I was trying to say. As humanity, we haven't really um, come to a place of um, civilization yet. And why do people like to um, destroy others who speak the truth, who bring light, or who, who actually celebrate their life? Um, because they haven't found their own inner truth. So if we understand that, then we can have compassion toward those people. Compassion that they're not, they're, they're, they're not seeing, they're not actually living and enjoying their life fully. That compassion that they're actually so afraid that they have to go and destroy somebody else because that somebody else is like a light who's shining you know, shining that light into your darkness. And this is what needs to change in, in our global consciousness. Hopefully, we will have the, the opportunity to come to appreciate people and come to honor people who are bringing light, who are bringing consciousness, who are um, trying to point the way so we can find the truth within ourselves. Because ultimately, following is never going to bring you to your inner truth. And we need to, to start learning to follow our own uh, guidance. We need to start taking responsibility for our own transformation, for our own health. And, uh, you know, and that's the only way that we can actually find and live our gifts. We need to follow our own calling. Right. What, what would you say... Um is the difference between people who heal and transform from a tragedy to those who remain haunted over something, whatever the incident, uh, whether it be 9-11 or, or some kind of a personal trauma or even a war, a soldier coming back from some intense, um, you know, experience. What, what words of, of wisdom would you have for them? Well, it's it's our attachments that we have a hard time to let go of uh, people. And um, normally, if you, um, if you, again, coming back to finding your own truth, if you have found your truth, you will understand that everything in this existence is temporary. Everything comes and goes. And you will understand that... Um, you're only with people temporarily. And it does not mean that you're not going to come across this person again in some other situation, in some other life. It simply means that our life here is temporary in this particular physical form. And we need to start letting go of our attachments 
to form. And when we look around, even even that is such a, a, a huge industry that it keeps people's focus on the physical form instead of bringing the focus inside for them to start actually finding their, their spirituality, finding their truth. And that, that whole industry of, you know, um, how, what the perfect body looks like and what the perfect, um, you know, a physical appearance looks like, uh, creates a lot of, um, unrest in people because you cannot be like somebody else. You can only be what God gave you in whatever body you are, but you are unique and different and there's nobody like you. And that's what you need to find because the moment you find it, it does not matter how your body looks and how, you know, uh, your hair looks and how your face looks. And the thing is, we're all victims of this kind of conditioning. Mm -hmm. And this is what we need to educate, to to re-educate our youth and re-educate our children. Otherwise, we're going to create carbon copies of what, you know, um, what we have gone through, what the difficulties we have been um, struggling with, and they're going to do the same. They're going to struggle, and life is going to become pain and suffering instead of joy and celebration. One of the most profound things I ever heard you say, Mata, was that conscious people don't create wars. My name is Albert, and uh, I'm from Healing into Consciousness Radio, and uh, I'm in conversation with a modern-day mystic, Eliza Mata Dalian. Her book is In Search of the Miraculous Healing into Consciousness. It's available at Amazon.com. And um, also, you have an active meditation called uh, Yes, No, and uh, a, a whole bunch of other projects, because your whole work, Mata, is predicated around waking people up and, and helping them discover who they really are. And one of the practical ways of doing that is through meditation. And uh, I think as I go along in this process, I'm becoming a happy advocate uh, advocate for for, medica- uh, for not medication, but meditation, uh, in particular active meditations, which uh, I think really are uh, a nice way for the modern person to, to really get into that zone of silence and experience that, that peace that is within them. I guess the only way that we can do that is by uh, uncluttering our, our busy mind. Uh, the mind is a secondary organ, but it's uh, it acts like it's you know uh, number one, and it certainly is not. Um, it's moving away from our head into our hearts, but then going further, I would even advocate, and going uh, into our centers and uh, discovering what of what actually Mata speaks. Uh, your website is uh, com, And uh, Mata, just a profound day of, of being a, a human being and just uh, for us to just to take five and, and go inside and, and, and just to really contemplate, if anything, um, what it's all about and what's really important. Well, that, that's right, and that's pretty much, you know, my way is is very practical. So we need to get away from our head, and we need to start experiencing those things. And the only way we can really experience something is when we start experimenting with different things. So instead of having preconceived ideas, um, 
just experiment. And that's why I love teaching those um, active meditations. This is basically the way to start looking at that inner turmoil, start bringing it out to the surface. And um, as you, as things come up into the surface, you start actually noticing these things. You start becoming conscious. This is the whole thing about transformation. You start becoming conscious of things that you were unconscious of before. And that's how slowly, slowly you start realizing that, wait a minute, this anger has nothing to do with me. And actually, where did I learn this anger? Where, where did I learn to, to be angry? Where did I learn to judge like this? Who modeled this to me? And where did I learn to be afraid? So all these things need to be explored internally. And the moment you start exploring that, you start realizing, ultimately, once you start peeling away those layers that you're really, what you're, what is not you, what all those layers that, of conditionings and beliefs that, that we've accumulated, it's not an easy job to do that. But once you start doing it, there's so much excitement that comes out of it because you suddenly find your inner power. You suddenly find your inner truth in a way that you know, ah, I'm not really helpless. Mm -hmm. I don't really need to give my power away. You Um, are your greatest movie. Yeah, and, and also that, okay, I could take risks because, you know what, sooner or later I'm going to die. I cannot avoid death. So let me explore what is this thing called death. Why are we so afraid of death, especially in the Western world? And because we're so afraid of death, we're so easily manipulated. You cannot manipulate people in India the same way you manipulate people in, in, in America. Because in India, they know that, well, okay, if I die now, I'll come back, I'll take another body, it's not a big deal. So nobody really has that terrible fear of death. That's why people in India are more loving. They're living more in their heart. They're more warm and, and open and welcoming. And here in the West, everybody's so tense and so closed and so afraid because the whole psychology in the West is based on fear. And that's how everybody gets manipulated. It's a mass manipulation that happens because that that basic root, the fear of survival, fear of death, that's how everybody gets manipulated based on that misconception. And this is where we need to start embracing, embracing, okay, well, wh- okay, I'm going to die. There's, there's absolutely one thing guaranteed in life that I am going to die. I cannot prevent it. And it's not in my hands. It's up to existence up to it's up to that greater consciousness that knows when my time is up and all we can do is surrender and this is what jesus modeled when when he was being crucified at first he felt like why is this happening is that i can't believe that that uh, uh why are you forsaking me and then in that moment he realized his ego that was complaining and he said Okay, if this is thy will, let it be done. And in that moment, then Jesus becomes God. And this is what we need to learn to do. We need to learn to accept what comes. And the moment we're in acceptance, then we stop fighting. Then we start stop killing each other. Then we start start appreciating the gifts that other people bring us. What do you think is the greatest uh, lesson 
uh, of 9-11 as we move forward? It's awakening. It's, it's, the, it's that shake-up to wake up. Mm-hmm. Wake up and 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 realize what that you're living living in an illusion, a man-made illusion, and wake up and see how you're being manipulated. And you know the person who 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 says they're gonna they're gonna save you from a terrorist is the terrorist himself, because. Because you don't, this is how you get manipulated. And you go, okay, he's going to save me from terrorists, so let me vote for him. Yeah, the wonderful thing about... And you don't see that he's actually created everything. He's actually masterminded everything just so that, you know, uh, I can win another election. Because I'm going to use your fear. You you are like, um, you know, the the sheep that I'm going to manipulate. I'm going to use your fear. And it doesn't matter to me if thousands of people die. And this is where people need to wake up and see, wait, wait, wait a minute, what, what is going on here? Why am I being manipulated? Why am I afraid? Right. I, I think the thing with politics is that it's very good at being consistent with its half-truths, but uh, a total truth has its own limits, and that is its beauty and its complexity. The power lies in the inclusion of, of polar opposites, and it's really something that you really can't talk about. Mata, always um, a very frank uh, an enlightening conversation that I would, uh, that I have with you, uh, and of course we do this, uh, every Monday, uh, on, uh, Healing into Consciousness Radio, and in particular here on the Transformation Talk Radio, Mondays at 12.30, uh, Pacific Time, 2.30 Central, and 3.30 Eastern. Oh, is it, is it 12 o'clock? I'm sorry, I'm thinking, I'm thinking half past, but you're right, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, thank you uh, once again, Mada, and uh, thanks to Dr. Pat, and uh, kudos and thumbs up, and uh, I'm all for uh, unity and moving forward and discovering um, who we really, really are. So we can and and we, we, welcome, we welcome questions, we welcome uh, comments. Uh, anybody who is uh, wanting to join this uh, dance with us, we have a Facebook page, Healing in Consciousness Radio. You're welcome to um, to visit, leave your comments, leave your questions, and um, time to time to start celebrating. This is the time to start saying um, enough is enough, and I'm not going to allow anyone to use and manipulate me any longer. I'm going to find my own inner strength and power, and I'm going to stand up for what I feel and I believe is true. Very good. Thank you, Mata. Thank you. Oh